Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. What a joyous morning for us to gather and to celebrate the installation of your new pastor. I've known Pastor Mueller for a lot of years, and I can't tell you how thrilled and overjoyed I am to join you on this day, this festive day, a memorable day, when we get to install him as your pastor. As most of you know, Mark and Bonnie have a little bit of history with Ascension Lutheran Church. I believe this is the very sanctuary where you and Bonnie came before the Lord and joined your lives together with marriage vows. It's also the place where they entrusted Bonnie's mom, dear Janet, to the loving arms of Jesus. There are memories that are filled with laughter and with tears. And they are past, but the future holds new memories, hopefully with more laughter than with tears, as you grow together in serving Jesus in this place. I've been district president now for 13 years, and I've been trying to get Mark Mueller into the Florida-Georgia district for about the last seven and I feel like I can sing the Nuptimittis now. <laughs> Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. It has finally happened. The lessons selected for this service have great significance. They were chosen by your new pastor, and I suspect that they have special significance and meaning to him. And I want to take just a thought from each of these three lessons to remind you of God's calling, not just on you, Pastor Mark, but also on the ministry that you will share with the people at Ascension Lutheran Church. In just a few weeks, the Florida-Georgia District will come together to celebrate its convention in St. Augustine, Florida, where our guiding theme will be a future fixed on Jesus. And I want you to know this morning that your future begins right now, and it is indeed fixed on Jesus. While all of us would have preferred that this process would have taken place a lot quicker, I want you to know that God's timing is perfect, and he's always had a plan as he's prepared both pastor and people for the culmination of this moment in time in the life of this pastor and this people. God has a plan. He reminds us again this morning, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans with hope and a future. Some may feel that Ascension's best days are behind her, but the truth is today we can rejoice because by God's grace, the best days are still ahead. God has so much ministry for you to do in this community. So let me share a few thoughts this morning from the scriptures chosen for this service. I think they become especially important in these next weeks and months as pastor and people form this strong bond of friendship as you build relationship. A friendship is an investment of time and energy on the part of both the pastor and the people which will have huge dividends that will pay off as you look to the future and as you grow together. So my words are directed to you, Pastor Mark, but they're also directed to the whole congregation. Look around you this morning. Look at who has gathered here. 
You are God's sent people. You are sent ones. In Isaiah 6, we have this vision of his call. Whenever a pastor is called and installed, there is a holy anxiety that is naturally attached, both on the part of the people of God and on the part of the pastor and his family. It's a new day. It's a little anxious, right? Moving to a new community, finding a new home, adapting to a new culture and a new congregation can be somewhat overwhelming. Congregation, let me encourage you this morning. Be sensitive to this change that is taking place, this transition in the family of Pastor Mark. Be sensitive to that, remembering that love covers over a multitude of sins if you let it. So help your pastor adjust. Help him make the connections he needs to make in this community. Many of you have lived in this community for many, many years. You know people. So help him to get to know people. Help him to adjust. Help him to get to know those movers and shakers in Castleberry and the surrounding community. Help him as he begins to prioritize his ministry goals and do what you can to support both Pastor Mark and his family. Pastor Mark, this is also an anxious time for the congregation. They've been at this call stuff for quite a few years, more than any of us would like to think. We tried, we did our best, but it was all part of God's plan preparing both pastor and people for this marriage of sorts, coming together. So be sensitive to the needs of this congregation. Get to know them. Love them, even the ones who are difficult, and you know who you are. (laughs) And work with them for the sake of the ministry here. This is a loving congregation who is really ready for a leader to come and take them forward. So be that leader, shepherd and pastor them for the sake of God's kingdom. Now Isaiah felt underqualified with a true sense of humility, maybe sort of like you could be feeling today. But remember this, Mark, God chose you to be a shepherd in this place. You were chosen. And congregation, remember that God chose to send this man to you for your benefit. He is here by God's calling through the congregation, but he is here no less by God's will. God has ordained this time for you to be together. He's not here by chance, but by God's gracious ordaining and timing. And together, you have all responded to the call. Now, there is a great sending God sends people to this ministry to enable it to proclaim the gospel in more significant ways in the surrounding community. Pastor, you've been sent here to lead these people by proclaiming the gospel and building them up and sending them out into the surrounding community with the good news of our risen Savior, Jesus. We celebrate that. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Help them develop those skills so that together you can answer as Isaiah did. Here am I. Send me. Please, Lord, send me into this community where there is hopelessness and despair and fear 
That's the world we live in. That's the world we get to bring the light of Jesus to. And together, pastor and people, you're being sent to Castleberry and the surrounding communities with the hope of the resurrected Jesus. You are sent ones. Take a moment, look at somebody next to you and just say, God is sending you. God is sending you. Every one of us is a sent one. Not to belabor this, but when I was a child and I'd find a penny on the ground, now this is going back a lot of years, I'd pick it up and I'd put it in my pocket. Didn't really matter what shape the penny was in, it still had value, especially as a small child, especially back in that day. But now we're living at a time when a penny doesn't seem to hold much esteem for many people. But let me give you this added value of a penny. In fact, let me encourage you to carry a penny in your pocket. When you look at a penny, whether it's dirty brown from age and use or shiny and brand new, they all say the same thing on the back. Do you know what it says? One cent. (laughs) One cent. Now, I want to challenge you in this way. I want you to put a penny in your pocket, and every time you look at that, remember that you are one cent by God into the world. That's the value. You are sent by God to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, to bring his love and forgiveness to a world that desperately needs that. So from Isaiah 6, remember, you are sent. You are sent. From Ephesians 6, as you are sent in the name of Jesus, you go in his power with his protection and his promise. The Apostle Paul here in Ephesians 6 describes the armor of God. This suit of armor isn't just for the pastor, although he may feel like at times he needs that, but it's for all of you. Every one of you is suited with the armor of God. Those who walk side by side with your new pastor to connect people to Jesus. And what I really want you to see here is as Paul describes this suit of armor, the only thing that is not covered is his back. The only thing not covered is his back. Two things to remember here. First, God's promise is always to cover your back. But if you turn on him, you will be exposed and susceptible to the attacks of the evil one. The same is true with each other, by the way. As you stand together, pastor and people, congregation, side by side, God promises that He will have your back, but the devil will have less opportunity to attack your ministry if you're standing together with God at your back. So Paul says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Boldly stand together in the power of God's Spirit. You know, I learned a long time ago in this office that the only difference between the word unite 
and untie is where the eye is. Think about that. I know it's Saturday morning. It's a little challenging, but unite, untie. Today, each one of you, pastor and people, are the eye. And you will determine individually, will I be one? Will I be the eye who unites the congregation? Or will I be the eye who unties the congregation? Because it only takes one. And the easiest way for you to remember this, how to unite your ministry, is simply to spell the word. It is you and I before the cross of Jesus eternally. United, you can stand and do incredible things in the name of Jesus by the power of his Spirit. When we stand together at the foot of the cross in the power of the Spirit, clothed in that armor, trusting him to have our back, you will do amazing things. And I pray that God will grant you all this power and unity as you work together for his kingdom. You're sent in his power. From the gospel lesson, Jesus is teaching his disciples here about trust. And trust will be a key component in this new relationship between pastor and people. The scriptures show us that Peter was a professional fisherman. It's what he did for a living for many years before he met Jesus. And he felt like he knew a thing or two about fishing, and at least he thought he did. After a frustrating night, a long night in which it resulted in not catching any fish, Jesus asks them to take him out in their boat. And from there, Jesus sat and he taught the crowds that had gathered on the shore. And then afterwards, I imagine Peter was looking at his watch saying, I got so many things to do, Jesus. I mean, I, mean, I was trying to get my nets clean and, and I've got to go home and, and I've got all these things on my plate. And it was probably all the more frustrating since he had caught nothing. That was his livelihood. He depended on those fish for a living. And when Jesus finished speaking, he directed Peter to go out deeper into the waters and Peter, being Peter, began to protest, even though he had heard Jesus speak, and he says, but at your word, I'll let down the nets. Can't you just hear Peter saying, yeah, right, this is going to happen. He was no doubt muttering under his breath about this guy who knew absolutely nothing about fishing. But Peter was going to humor the teacher. So Luke says, when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking and they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. That wasn't supposed to happen during the day. Fishing was best at night. Brothers and sisters, here's the point. We have a God of abundance and he wants to bless your ministry at Ascension Lutheran Church to be a blessing to this community. And like Peter, who couldn't draw the fish in by himself, it's a partnership. It will take pastor and people working together, trusting Jesus to do the impossible. When these disciples trusted Jesus, it changed their lives. 
wasn't always easy, and it didn't necessarily always go smoothly. But my friends, Jesus doesn't call us to the easy way. He calls us to his ways. And this is where trust enters in. Trust the plan that Jesus has for your ministry together. Trust the partnership that Jesus himself is forming among you. People of Ascension Lutheran Church, God has sent Pastor Mueller to you to partner with you in proclaiming Jesus to this community. He's not here to do it for you. He's here to equip the saints, to enable you to better proclaim your faith to the world. Know that God has called him to work with you to connect people to Jesus in this community because you are sent ones. And Pastor Mueller, remember that God has called you to lead his people, to learn and to grow as they live out their faith in Jesus Christ for the sake of this larger community. Oh, it would be nice if we could just confine the walls and seal the doors and stay here and praise Jesus all day long. But that's not what he called us to do. He placed us in the world to reach the world with his love and his forgiveness. So show them Jesus and show them his love. Build trust as you serve him and as you serve his people in love and help them grow in their own discipleship as servants of the king. Together you are sent in power, trusting the one who has sent you. He's the one who again says, listen, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans with hope and a future. And that future begins today as you stand together in this new partnership, trusting Jesus at his, he sends you out in his power to share the love of Jesus with the world. Pastor and people, walking together, will give this ministry at Ascension Lutheran Church a new life, and it will shine the light of Jesus to the surrounding community. So we welcome you, Pastor Mark and Bonnie. You are a rich blessing here, and God will richly bless your ministry here as you work together for his sake. May God grant it for the sake of Jesus. Amen.